Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day you're in. I sure do appreciate y'all joining me, giving me a little bit of your time. I know you have other things you could be doing, and so I'm grateful for that. And maybe this gets you through a little of your day, whatever that is, whether it's work, school, dishes, laundry, changing diapers, driving up and down the road, getting ready, or just sitting around in the evening. For those of y'all that continue to share the podcast and tell others about it, I'm extremely grateful. Thank you for that. For those of y'all that have joined over on Patreon and are supporting the podcast financially, thank you. I'm very grateful for that as well. Father, thank you for the time to record this podcast, for the people that listen to it and share it. Thank you for all the many blessings you've bestowed upon this great nation, all the resources you've given us. Thank you for the time that you're giving us to try and turn back to you and repair the foundations of our country. Forgive us our sins, the ones we admit. And the ones we try and hide, our own individual sons, and the ones that we're making as a nation. Guide our steps, protect us from evil, watch over those who lead us from the president and vice president on down, judges, governors, senators, and representatives. Watch over those in our military and our law enforcement, our firefighters, protect them, bring them home safe. Be with those that are hurting, particularly those in Tennessee last week and other places that we seem to have forgotten. Give me the words you want me to speak. Your son's name we pray, amen. So I've got some comments I think I'll say for a little later in the week about the school shooting in Tennessee. There's some things that need to be said, uh, and we'll kind of elaborate on that later this week, but the bottom line is, folks, This all goes directly back to our country's and individual's rejection of God. And really, I I will echo Benjamin Rush's sentiments. I kind of despair of changing the hearts and minds of those citizens who have for decades voted for the left and continue to, but Christians and conservatives, particularly ones that try and 
go down the path of socially liberal but fiscally conservative. Uh, it's just an impossibility. You, you can't even begin to address this problem if you refuse to acknowledge that there's evil in the world. And if there's evil in the world, then there has to be a higher good as well. And, and that's the issue. And it can't be everybody's right from their own point of view. Every faith and religion is equally true and valid. That's, that's an impossibility. Uh, and our founders knew that. So at any rate, we'll talk about that more maybe in a few days. I still want to collect a couple thoughts there. We're going to go back to maybe for two more days. We'll just see how long this goes. But this is a great sermon, this Mayhew sermon from 1750. And the reason that we're spending so many days in it, we do this about, I don't know, folks, once every six months or so, is because it really helped light the fire for the revolution. You can tell by the date, right? It was about 25 years, give or take, 24, 25 years before the revolution really kicked off. But it, it was acknowledged even then as having an extremely powerful effect on the hearts and minds of the colonists and kind of starting them down that path toward freedom and liberty from the British tyranny. And so we're just going to, it's an important part of our history. It's extremely valid today because we're in a very similar situation in a number of respects. Washington, D.C. has become a lot like London. Uh, the president and Congress at times have become very much like the king and parliament. And the uh, leftist citizens, our fellow citizens, are very similar to the loyalists in the colonies at that point. And you can also draw a lot of comparisons between the Patriots today and the British citizens of the 1930s kind of asleep at the wheel and were not wanting to wake up even. And the leftist citizens of today and the Germans of the 1930s. But we'll get going. By power, the apostle intends not lawless strength and brute force without regulation or proper direction, but just authority. For so the word here used properly signifies, there may be power where there is no authority. No man has any authority to do what is wrong and injurious, though he may have power to do it. That's a really important distinction, folks. Just because somebody has power to do something doesn't make it right, which I think is a concept most of us would acknowledge. But it also, as a Christian and as in a Christian nation, it doesn't mean that we have a responsibility to obey 
that authority. And so this is this is really the crux of the matter. I mean, we're going to talk some more about it, but the Mayhew here was telling the colonists, hey, you have a responsibility to obey authority, even if you don't like it, as long as they are obeying God's commands. Maybe even take that a bit farther, as long as they're not disobeying God's commands. But if the power, if the authority begins to go down an evil route, you don't have a responsibility to obey them anymore. In fact, you've got a responsibility to obey God and not them. And this isn't quite the same. There's a pastor that I have started to pay attention to out of Tennessee, I believe, and made the comment within the past couple of weeks, and I've heard this before, I'm sure some of y'all have too, everybody else is coming out of the closet. Christians ought to with their faith as well. And kind of makes you smile. It's a little tongue in cheek. But the point is, there's so many places where we have not stood our ground over the last 80 years, where we have kowtowed to evil, to the demands of the left, to a Supreme Court body even, or President or Congress, but Supreme Court's the one that I think has really done a bang-up job of damaging the Republic when they were doing evil. There's no way in the world separation of church and state should ever have been followed by every state. Somebody somewhere among us, we should have stood up at some point and said, you know what, and, and maybe with the school choice, we're finally going to, and we're going to say, hey, I, I know that God should be the center of education. But the, the problem is, well, that's a whole other story for another day. Uh, you know, Roe v. Wade should never have been the murdering babies in the United States of America as a right is evil. There's, I mean, it just is. That's a just use of that word, description. And so Mayhew here is saying, hey, just because somebody has power to do something doesn't mean that we have the responsibility to follow them. And it doesn't really give them the authority to do it, even if they have the power to do it. Whereas some professed Christians vainly imagine that they are wholly excused from all manner of duty and subjection to civil authority, refusing to honor their rulers and to pay taxes, which opinion is not only unreasonable in itself, but also tends to fix a lasting reproach upon the Christian name and profession. I now, as an apostle and ambassador of Christ, exhort every one of you, be he who he will, to pay all dutiful submission to those who are vested with any civil office. For there is, properly speaking, no authority but what is derived from God. And, and there's a note here, the powers that be 
those persons who are in fact vested with authority, those who are in possession. And who those are, the apostle leaves Christians to determine for themselves, but whoever they are, they are to be obeyed. So we have a responsibility as Christians and, and even as non-Christians in a Christian nation to look at our authority figures and, and follow and obey those who are following and obeying the principles of Christ. You know, you go back to that John Jay comment, you notice he didn't say, well, if you're Christian, you need to elect Christians. He was saying to all Americans, you have a duty and a responsibility to elect Christians in this Christian nation. And, and that's really a fine point. I don't think you can put too fine a point on it, if that's the right way to use that phrase. But if you don't believe in Jesus Christ as the Son of God, whether you do or not, that's irrelevant in the sense of the nation. It's not in the sense of your eternal life, of where you're going to spend eternity. But in America... Being a citizen doesn't mean you have to be a Christian, but being a citizen does mean that you have to follow the principles of Christ. And those are two very distinct things. And that doesn't in, infringe upon freedom of religion at all. You have the freedom to reject God, to pick a false God, to do any of those things on an individual basis. But in the public sphere, as a nation, as a Christian nation, which is the reason we're so successful. And so if you come here or you have been lucky enough, as so many of us have to be born an American citizen, we have a responsibility to follow those principles of Christ and those that we pick to put an authority over us, right? We need to pick those that have a fear of God that we've talked about so often here. And this part, uh, refusing to honor their rulers and pay taxes, uh, which is not only unreasonable in itself, but also tends to, to fix a lasting reproach upon the Christian name and profession. Uh, it struck me kind of in a different topic. That's absolutely true. You, you're going to have to pay taxes, folks. The idea that you don't pay taxes, that's ludicrous. And I think that that's, I hope that that's kind of a fringe idea out there. I would never advocate for that. I advocate very strongly for a flat tax or a fair tax as opposed to this hypocritical graduated taxation system that we have today. But, um, and and not having any submission, you know, the idea of, well, I just want to live the way I want to live and you leave me alone and don't mess with me. Uh, that's only applicable if you're following the laws, the just laws that are set forth by the nation. You don't get to go off in the woods and do things that go against just laws just because you want to. But the, the angle here that this really struck me is this idea that it, it takes hold, I'm sure, from time to time. We fought a civil war over it. But secession, that's a failed mentality. That is the failed mentality of the South, of Lee and Davis, etc., that, that is a failed mentality. And not only did it fail, and it would fail again. You would give up in that process the blood and the sacrifice of all the Americans who have come before that have fought to keep this union whole and protected. 
this idea I'm just gonna cut ties and leave, right? It's really it's the it's the mentality of divorce. And look, I'm not talking about the times when divorce is justified, folks. We talk about that often here. But it's it's the failed mentality of throwing people away, as my mother used to say. She said, You just can't throw people away. And you cannot throw the union away. And when you look at the Civil War, both of our civil wars, really, the Revolutionary War, because it was really civil, and then the Civil War again, what do you notice? The people who stood for evil, the people who stood for tyranny, the people who stood against the principles of Christ and the founding principles of this republic, they were given a choice, either change or leave. This happened with the Loyalists at the end of the Revolutionary War, and it happened again with the South at the end of the Civil War. Change or leave. Change or leave. And that should be the exact same stance that we take unwaveringly with leftist citizens today. Because at some point, this is going to come to a fight. And if we lose, then it doesn't matter anyway, because then socialism and communism and evil and tyranny and all the horrors that we saw in the 20th century will, they'll look insignificant next to what we do here in America. Because that old saying, you know, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Well, the greater a nation, the more depravity, evil it can, it can cause if it falls the other way. Doing a poor job of wording that, and hopefully you all understand. And so, but if we do come out on top, you need to make sure that that's, that's the stance, unequivocally change or leave. For magistry and government being, as I have said, the ordinance and appointment of God, it follows that to resist magistrates is in the execution of their offices is really to resist the will and ordinance of God himself. And they who thus resist will accordingly be punished by God for this sin in common with others. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. It cannot be supposed that the apostle designs here or in any of the succeeding verses to give the true character of Nero or any other civil powers than in being, as if they were in fact such persons as he describes, a terror to evil works only and not to the good. For such a character did not belong to them, and the apostle was no sycophant or parasite of power, whatever some of his pretended successors have been. He only tells what rulers would be, provided they acted up to their character and office. Huge point here, folks. Huge point. And we'll end here today. We don't have... We have a responsibility to follow those appointed by God. But you can tell if they're appointed by God if they're a terror to good works. I mean, to, to evil works, not to good works. If they're a terror to good works, if we have leaders that are a terror to good, to the principles of Christ, then we have no responsibility to follow them. So when you see these decisions from the left, you see rejection of God and forced rejection of God upon others in the nation and as a nation. You see abortion, the slaughter of babies. You see feminism, the rejection of 
godly roles for men and women, the bigotry that comes with it, and the offshoot of the sexual deviancy, immorality, the mental illnesses of the LGBTQ community praised, illegal immigration flooding the country with criminals and terrorists, critical race theory and the identity politics, the bigotry of judging people off their skin color, right? Off their ethnicity, off their class. And then the promotion of socialist, communist ideology, all of those things automatically disqualify leaders from having to be submitted to, from having proper authority from God. They no longer do because they're going against God, going against Christ's principles. And that's, you know, Mayhew was saying, if that's the case, you don't have a responsibility to submit to them. In fact, you have a responsibility to resist them. But if you do have good leaders that follow those principles of Christ, you absolutely have a responsibility to submit to them, those civil authorities. And if you don't, you're guilty of sin, just like if you, the opposite. So we'll probably dig back into it maybe one more day. We'll see. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.